Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders sparking the rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hi, I'm your host, James Bell, and I am thrilled to share the studio today with Martha Londigan, who is a business consultant with Startup Junkie. Martha, welcome to the show. Thanks, James. Good to see you. You as well. Well, let's get started with the fun question. We'd love to know about you. What should the audience know about you? And I made myself a note here. I definitely want to hear about your path from teacher to small business banker to attorney to business consultant in that answer. But tell me anything you want. Sure. Well, part of that long path is I am now very old. (laughs) So I'm almost 58 years old. I've had a job since I was, my first job I remember was when I was 10 years old and I babysat for 50 cents an hour and I've been pretty much fully employed since that time. So that's a lot of time. And so one of the things I'm most proud of is my family's very big on heritage and knowing who we are. And so my maternal side of my family has been in, started out in Springdale, Arkansas in 1852 The other branch of that side of the family came across the Trail of Tears and has been in Tahlequah, Oklahoma since the early 1800s. And then my dad's side of the family has been in Siloam Springs since 1901. So we know where we are in our history in Northwest Arkansas, and that's been a great joy uh, to be a part of this region in Northeast Oklahoma. And I have a home in Grove, Oklahoma, and I have a home in Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's very hard for me sometimes to say where I'm from, if I'm from Northwest Arkansas or Northeast Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Wonderful. In a place where more than 60% of people in this, this region are not even from, weren't even born in the state of yeah, Arkansas. That's a yeah. pretty amazing thing to say. So I can't wait till we get into this segment where we talk about Northwest Arkansas and Bentonville to hear, to hear your version of the story. Yeah. And I want to be one of the people who says to those 60%, thank you for moving here and choosing this for your home. Because I know I have some cranky friends and colleagues who go the other way. And so please ignore them. We're thrilled you're here. And it truly is as wonderful a place as it appears. Well, even though I grew up in central Arkansas, I do qualify as one of those uh, having been born in Kansas. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you. For, thank you for loving in this place. Absolutely. Yes. Hey, I uh, forgot to mention also a moment ago that you are also the creator of the Her Entrepreneur uh, Journey series. Yeah. Can you talk about that real quick? Sure. And I don't know if creators, it's a little bit too fancy a word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I was talking to Haley Allgood, who was mm-hmm. the first director of the Startup Junkie Foundation, and we were talking about me wanting to exit my former job and go back into public service and about me coming to work for Startup Junkie Foundation, I said, I really want to, this final 15 years or so of my life, spend my time working to empower women and to work with people who are underrepresented in the business world. Mm -hmm. And so she said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, let's just start having something for women to encourage them to start businesses. 
And I had written an article for the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal back in 2017, 18, about the history of women in business and the struggles. And I knew from doing the research to write that article that Governor Hutchinson had made it a priority for the state of Arkansas to grow that. So Haley and I seriously were just sitting at Fairlane Station waiting for some clients one day, throwing out names. And we came up, well, let's just call it. You got to name it. And I'm Mm -hmm. really big on naming things. When you name it, it starts to happen. Until it has a name, it's just floating around everybody's head. And so we came up with the Her Entrepreneur Journey. And we put journey in there to show that it could be just learning social media. It could be just thinking about a business. It could be selling a business. It could be all of those things. And then we just started planning events around it. And I remember the very first one we had was in uh, September of 2019. And we were having it at Fairlane Station where we rented space Mm -hmm. and we put it out and it was just going to be networking. And I contacted some women I knew. I'd helped start businesses in a very small way and asked them to speak. And I remember standing at the door going, what if nobody comes? (laughs) (laughs) And we had over 70 women come to the first event. And so that's really all that is. It is a program to name what we want people to envision and, and see and be. And we have women who come to those events from every walk of life. Women who are 16 year or three years in, in a, you know, a vendor business in Northwest Arkansas or working for the, one of the big Fortune 500 companies and aren't even maybe starting a business right now or thinking about it, but they want to encourage other women who do have small businesses. Mm-hmm. They want to hear about their business. They want to network with other women. I I encourage women who are choosing to be just at home during the the day with their children and not out at another job because I got news for you, taking care of children and running a household is job one (laughs) and two. (laughs) And I encourage them. If you just feel like you're kind of out of the daily business world, you're still a businesswoman, you're just not going to an office every day, come to our events, mix and mingle, find out what's going on. So that's really all that series is. And then we were fortunate, um, Bank OZK for a couple of years. Uh, graciously sponsored it. So we got to have lots of fancy food and drinks. And um, so that's really what that is. And we're actually having a major event with that uh, tomorrow, March 7th at Carnal Hall at Ella's Restaurant. And the event tomorrow is sponsored by First National Bank of Northwest Arkansas. And we're going to have women there speak about education-related businesses they have started in Northwest Arkansas. Oh, So since we're at Carnal Hall, the first building built for women at the Mm -hmm. University of Arkansas, We thought that would be appropriate for International Day of the Woman, which is Wednesday, March 8th. Absolutely. Well, it's too bad it'll be a few weeks before this podcast drops. Yeah, but but uh, I just like people to know those are the kind of events we have. Yeah. Yeah, I I love it. I love it. Uh, By the way, happy International Women's Day. Thank you. Well, that's so cool. I have you, I have to ask, have you highlighted yet or are you going to have an opportunity to highlight Thin Health Founders? Oh, our, yeah. Uh, all of the women involved in Fem Health Founders come to mm-hmm. Startup Junkie events. We share their their events. We share their promotions. We've worked with them, Elizabeth Pringer, for years. She's been a Startup Junkie client and gone through a lot of our trainings. And of course, that's a wonderful, it's kind of not my space, the medical, yeah. and and that's, that's kind of higher level. I typically work with true traditional you know, uh, consumer facing, selling goods, starting a business out of your home. But uh, several folks on the Startup Junkie team have worked with that. And of course, they're working with the Office of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at the University of Arkansas, which is right down the street from us. So yes, very well aware and very impressive. Elizabeth and April and, and, and I went to one of their events back last fall. So yes, it's pretty great to see them um, 
shining through and, mm-hmm. and, and starting this initiative. Yeah, I love what they're doing. Of course, you know, my background, my industry background is healthcare and medtech health tech. So I, I had the pleasure of mentoring Elizabeth uh, during Arkansas iFund. Great. And I think one of the first things I told her was, gosh, I, I can mentor you about the business side of it, but I can't tell you the first thing about women's health. Yeah. So I, I'm going to be as empathetic as I can, but we need to go out and find some folks who can talk with you about that. There you go. Okay, let's talk about, before we jump into Kiva, will you talk about what is Startup Junkie's mission? Yes. Startup Junkie is a 501c3 nonprofit. That's the Startup Junkie Foundation, the side for whom I wish I work for. It was originally started by Brett and Jeff Amerine, who have had Startup Junkie Consulting, their for-profit mm-hmm. business for many years saw the need in Northwest Arkansas for just regular people who can't afford to hire a business consultant to get advice and training. And so they approached the Walton Family Foundation. The original grant to start what is today Startup Junkie Foundation came from that. Today, Startup Junkie Foundation is funded by multiple grants and resources, and it is to appoint a mission-driven organization that believes that entrepreneurship improves lives families, and communities. And so we are here to empower innovators and entrepreneurs at every level in the nine counties of Northwest Arkansas. That's fantastic. What I love is that uh, you have an organization that has folks who have actually done it before in it too, who are, you know, consulting these businesses. Many times you don't actually get to see that uh, in organizations. And so I think it helps our our, uh, whole ecosystem move faster. Yes, I think that's part of of what's special about Startup Junkie Foundation is we have people like myself. My husband and I have owned three small businesses for the past 17 years. His entire income comes from a small business. I'm a sixth-generation small business owner. Jeff and Brett have owned scores of small businesses. They're actual investors in small businesses. Caleb, who's our marketing director, has a journalism degree and has worked in media and journalism throughout the state of Arkansas. So everybody on our team who works in the trenches with these small business owners has actually done it for quite a bit of time and actually has true real world experience versus just, you know, spitting out to-do lists. (laughs) You bet. Well, that's wonderful. Okay. Let's talk about Kiva. Okay. Will you tell our audience about the mission of the Kiva Northwest Arkansas Hub? Maybe I'm getting those yeah, uh, yeah. Words in the wrong order here. So you can correct me and, and talk about how it helps entrepreneurs locally. Absolutely. So the first thing to know is a little bit about what is Kiva. So mm-hmm. Kiva is an online platform. It is a website, kiva.org. And the Kiva cl- platform was launched in 2005 by a couple who founded it as a nonprofit out of San Francisco. And so Kiva is a word in the Swahili language, which is a language in many Western African continent countries. It means unity coming together. In the United States, we have the Hopi Pueblo Indians. And if you go to their ruins, a Kiva is a round center point in each Mm. ancient village where people came together for meetings and for events. So it means community. And so this couple have been traveling in multiple countries and especially in the areas of Bangladesh and African countries, and heard about this bank called Grameen Bank. The founder of Grameen Bank won the Nobel Peace Prize for inventing micro-lending, okay, Mm -hmm. Muhammad Yusuf. So he invented micro-lending, excuse me, Muhammad Yunus, I'm sorry. And his book, Banker to the Poor, inspired them, and they said these Grameen Bank loan officers go out in these villages, and five women come together, and they'll make them loans. Well, 
they said we could do that online, which is why the San Francisco part's important. So they went back to San Francisco, put together a nonprofit, got major um, grants to it to build an online platform where people from all over the world can come on to lend to people in need. And the difference between Kiva and like GoFundMe and Kickstarter, first of all, Kiva is a nonprofit. So it gets grants and it gets donations to support its staff and to build its website. Kickstarter and GoFundMe are for-profit companies. Do great work. It's nice to have it out there. People can go on, build a profile, get donations, but they get a cut of whatever you raise and people have to pay for processing. So this couple built this website and got it funded so that people can come on there and get 0% interest, no fee loans by building a profile, putting a picture up, telling their story. So throughout the world from 2005 to 2011, Kiva loans were for all different kinds of things, putting a roof on your house, starting a small business, building a park, putting a water system in a village in an African country, right? Hmm. In 2011, due to initiative of the Clinton administration, Kiva US was launched. And so Kiva loans in the United States, if you get approved to go on the platform and raise a loan, it has to be for a small business purpose. Now, we have the Northwest Arkansas Kiva Hub. There are 46 hubs throughout the U.S. There's one in Waco, Texas. There's one in Oklahoma City. So there's all different cities. Wisconsin has four different Kiva Hubs. And so a hub means that some foundation, Chamber of Commerce, and Economic Development Group has said, we want people in our region or our city mm -hmm. to get help with the online application process. It's not hard, but it is lengthy. It, it needs financial information from you personally. It needs some basic business documents. It's not going to be like a bank where if your credit score is below 600, you can't even apply. They want to know your credit score. It's part of the mix. They need some basic business documents. You don't have to have, you know, audited financials and profit loss statements. And so by having the hubs, by having some partner like for Northwest Arkansas, which is the Walton Family Foundation, to pay a local nonprofit like Startup Junkie to get someone trained, to offer the program, to have classes, to have events. When we sit beside the people, which I physically sit beside them while they fill out the application, after I've given them a little to-do list of things to gather, information to write down, they are 80% more likely to finish the application and get approved for a loan than people who just come on the site by themselves and give it a shot. <laughs> Oh, awesome. So who is the, um, I guess, the ideal micro borrower? Who's the ideal Kiva client? Yeah. So ideally for Kiva, like I said, what we're looking to do is provide a platform for underrepresented people. So 80% of all Kiva loans go to women. The very first woman who received a Kiva loan back in 2005 was a woman selling fish in an, a village in the African country of Uganda. That's cool. So from day one, Kiva loans have been for women. But anyone can go on the site and apply. However, you have to think about the 2 million lenders around the world. When they come on Kiva.org, they want to see people that they identify as being underrepresented. And so for the United States, for Kiva US, what I typically tell people, a simple way to think about it is if we've had to pass a law in this country for you mm -hmm. to have equal access to capital like other people, you're a Kiva client. All right, so we're talking women, People of color, we know historically in the United States, we've had to pass laws to make sure they're treated equally in the lending world. You know, women were not allowed to get a credit card in their own name until we passed the Fair Credit Act in 1974. 
people who have minor felony backgrounds. So I used to be an SBA loan officer and the SBA has basic boxes that because it's a government sponsored program, if you have a felony conviction, they really are not going to, it's very unlikely you're going to be mm. proof for a loan. I mean, excuse me, for an SBA-backed loan at a bank. Knew what you meant. And so we understand that it's government-funded, you know, taxpayer dollars. With Kiva, as long as it's not a violent crime or a crime against a child within the last five years, you can still apply. So if someone, we, t- we know in the United States that people of color, people of low income, typically have very poor representation in our legal system. So a young black man or woman who has a minor drug arrest when they were young is more likely to have a felony conviction than say my son who identifies as white and had means in his family, in his household to make that not be a felony, perhaps be reduced or dismissed. And so Kiva has the platform for that. Immigrants and refugees are a very much targeted client for Kiva. Mm. Kiva really wants to help immigrants and refugees see the American dream come true, which is starting a small business. And oftentimes they come here and they don't have credit scores at all. They don't have a way to set up credit. Um, They may not even have a social security number yet. So Kiva removes all those barriers. So we don't require any immigration or citizenship documents. There's no minimum credit score to apply for the program that is sponsored by the Walton Family Foundation, which provides a matching loan fund. So if I help you with the application and Kiva in California approves it and puts you on the site and you're from Washington or Benton County, then every time someone lends you $25 or more on the site, the Walton Family Foundation has a match fund at Kiva in California that will match your loan. And so you just need to have an address in Washington or Benton County. The program is funded for us to help people in Madison and Carroll counties, they just won't qualify for the match fund. So I have helped people in those counties also that we consider to be Northwest Arkansas, but they just won't get the match fund. However, Kiva has very wealthy benefactors and foundations who will often donate money and say, for the whole month of March, every woman on the site, I want to match their loan up to this amount. Uh, I saw Grubhub come on once and for several weeks, they matched every loan of any small restaurant in the United States. So we have different match funds that will show up like that. Well, that's pretty neat. Will you share some success stories from here in Northwest Arkansas? Ab- if you have any in Bentonville, Absolutely. That would be great. We are, as of last week, up to 89 in three years. So we have many uh, success stories to share. Up here, especially in Bentonville, um, one of my favorite ones is a woman who has Sandy Sue's Gluten-Free Bakery. Hmm. And Sandra started out when she contacted me and we were putting her story together. And I say this with Kiva, the story paragraphs, how much they want to raise, the name of their business and the amount is public. So that is public knowledge. And so when she came to me, she was still a student at Brightwater. She had exited a corporate career and was making cookies and bread and things that are gluten-free in her home, which is allowed under the Arkansas Food Freedom Act, Mm -hmm. used to be called the Cottage Act. And she was wanting to um, start selling at maybe farmer's markets, selling online. And so she applied for a very small Kiva loan and got the funding to buy some more equipment. And then she got an opportunity and was offered a space in the 8th Street Market which if any of you are listening to this podcast about Bentonville and you haven't been to the 8th Street Market, you need to go there. It's a very special place. You have to be a locally owned business, either a family or individual who lives in Northwest Arkansas and are doing something unique and special with your food. 
And so she launched um, Sandy Sue's Gluten-Free Bakery in the A Street Market. And as of last week, she just announced that she has a major space out in Centerton and is going to be having about a 1,500 square foot Sandy Sue's gluten-free bakery in Centerton. Oh, that's fantastic. So she just over the last two years has grown and grown and grown and found so many people who benefit from her uh, gluten-free bakery. She said people come tell her, I haven't had pie in five years because it used to make me so sick. And so she's really, so that's one of our great success stories you can see. Another one is um, three women, Jasmine J and Madia, mm. who are three very successful uh, women in their own right, in their personal corporate, and then for Jay as a artist careers. And they came together and formed a company called Black Paper Party. And they started developing wrapping paper and cards for especially at that time, the Christmas and December holiday season, so that children of color and people of color when they went down the aisles during the holiday season did not just see white face Santa Claus and, and, and holiday cards that did not have people on them that looked like them. And so they received a small Kiva loan back in 2021 to help them gear up to produce inventory. Those three women did not need my help one bit. They are three of the most accomplished if you wanted to paint a picture of three perfect women to come together and found a business of producing artistic works, going into big box retailer, how to sell it, how to organize it. They were ready to go. Absolutely. They just, you know, it was an early launch and they didn't want to go into a significant amount of debt until they could test the market. And so did a very small loan. And then if you just Google Black Paper Party, you will see that they have been on the Today Show. They have been on the Kelly Clarkson Show. They are in Walmart, they are in Target, they are in Home Goods today. And so we were thrilled in 2021 to just be a very small part of that, to get them enough money that wasn't so scary to pay back, to produce more inventory, to produce more product, to test the market. And so that's two of our wonderful, what I think were Bentonville success stories. Well, I'm really glad to hear that about Black Paper Party. We just recorded a session with them recently, and I love hearing this backstory uh, with Kiva. So that's, that's pretty exciting. For those who may be listening in the audience and wondering, is Akiva loan for me? What's the process like? I guess you described it some. What's their first step that they need to take? The first step is to contact our hub. And so I am the person who, when the Walton Family Foundation approached Startup Junkie, and I want to say that this is a wonderful thing and Kiva is great for Northwest Arkansas, but it wasn't Startup Junkie's idea. Now, okay. Startup Junkie had, prior to launching the hub, been a trustee. Startup Junkie's always been a supporter of Kiva. And, and, and would trustee endorse people in Northwest Arkansas if they went on there and applied. But the Walton Family Foundation actually approached Startup Junkie um, and said, we would really like to have a hub here. Is there anybody on your team that we could get trained up? And because I had some banking background, that was kind of a natural choice for me to be the one. So for them to contact the hub, all they have to do is Google Kiva, K-I-V-A, Northwest Arkansas, and our website pops up. Or you can go to startupjunkie.org and click programs, and there's a link to the page. Now, I am the one, like I said, who helped launch this and start it, but we just a month ago hired a new Kiva Capital Access Manager. Mm -hmm. Her name is Claudia Scott. So in the next few weeks, the website will have Claudia's picture and phone number on it versus mine. Because the hub, when we started it with the Walton Family Foundation original grant, we thought it would just be part-time. We weren't yeah. sure how many people would be interested. And the program has grown so much that it became a second full-time job from, for me. 
And I already cover nine counties as a business consultant, providing free one-on-one consulting to anyone in Northwest Arkansas who needs help. So it will, you will go to the website. It'll have the contact information to email me or email Claudia. And then let's have a conversation because there are some businesses that are not eligible. You have to be legal on the federal level. Mm-hmm. So if it's CBD, marijuana, Kiva, anything that's not legal on the federal level, um, anything that's not consumer facing or business to business. So if you're a real estate agent and you don't get paid, you don't own the brokerage, that's not a good fit for Kiva. If you sell products out of your home for a corporation like Avon or Amway or a clothing line, if you don't receive active income from customers or clients, then that's not a fit for Kiva. It's a true, true micro small business. And then ideal that our Kiva lenders are going to respond to your story. If you're a woman, if you're a black business owner, Hispanic, Latino, Latino, if you're a person who has had difficulties in your life, starting your business or accessing capital, Kiva lenders want to help you. They want to give you a hand up and not a handout. And it's also really great if you need a very small loan, like one to $2,000 to just do a marketing campaign. A lot of banks are not going to want to do a one to $2,000 loan. It's a lot of paperwork, a lot of fees and time. And so sometimes it can even just be that it's small. And so I mentioned that because Kiva does do business credit reporting if you want them to, and that can help you if you've had credit issues. Kiva doesn't help you with your personal credit, but it does do credit reporting. So then if you need to get contracts with vendors or inventory lines, they will check that business credit. And that's the whole point of Kiva is we want to help you build your business credit, get used to having a business loan, paying it back. And we have online records that can be printed off to show that you made your Kiva payment every month. I'm also maybe going to send you to like Credit Counseling of Arkansas to get some advice. Let's figure out why your personal credit score is so low. Let's get that up because our number one job is to get you bankable. I don't know any medium or large scale businesses that do not have a commercial banker, that don't have a community bank. And so we have lists of community bankers in Northwest Arkansas. And my greatest joy is when a Kiva borrower has got their credit score up, has paid their Kiva loan off, and I can now send them to one of our wonderful local community banks to get a line of credit, to get a, you know, a better loan, a longer term loan for bigger growth. So that's part of our job is to build people up the capital ladder. How fantastic. You mentioned Claudia. Great. You just Uh took the next question right uh, right off off the page. But, you know, she has a real passion for diversity, equity, inclusion, as well as a specific desire to amplify uh, Latin American and minority voices here. So sounds like her new role is a fantastic way for her to do that. Do you have any further thoughts to add to that? Yes, we specifically, when we posted the job, is one of the things that that I'm I'm not disappointed in, but I wish was better, is when you look at our profile of the 89 loans we've done, Mm -hmm. 80% have gone to women, 95% have gone to a woman and or a person of color, 33% have gone to Black-owned businesses. Those are great scores, right? Those are great statistics sure. because our our society in Northwest Arkansas is 50% women. We've done 80%. We're only about 3 to 4% people who identify as, as, as Black residents mm-hmm. and we're at 33. But our Hispanic, Latino, Latina numbers is only around 15, 14%. So Claudia speaks English and Spanish. She is herself a proud immigrant from the country of Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And so we're hopeful that she will be able to reach out more and help 
persons in our Hispanic, Latino, Latina business community see that Kiva could be for them and could be helpful because we know we have a very, very vibrant entrepreneurial community um, within that population of Northwest Arkansas residents. Yeah, that, that we do. So that's great. Let's do the other side of the picture. You've got the, the borrowers. What are the micro lenders? We haven't really talked yeah. about them yet. What makes an ideal micro lender or who should be uh, on the platform and how do they start? I think a person that makes an ideal Kiva lender is a person who has a heart for others and believes that when people are able to own their own small businesses, that it empowers them, it empowers their family, it helps them to be a beacon to people in their neighborhood who are used to seeing people get up and go to work for somebody else every day, every, every day besides mm-hmm. themselves. It is going to be someone who has worked in a small business or owned one in the past or who just likes to help out people. You know, if, if you've had a child who has a felony record and you've seen your child grow up and struggle to find a job or something like that, it'd be wonderful to, to look on the Kiva platform and see someone who has overcome. You know, we have hundreds of thousands of people in this country who have been afflicted by the, the opioid epidemic, mm-hmm. the crime of what was done to them by that pharmaceutical company. And so it's a way, that's a prime example of many, many people have people in their family who have uh, struggled after immigrating to this country and had difficulty due to racism and attitudes about people toward immigrants, people who have had their family members treated poorly because they had felony records from years ago. So if you have seen people that have been discriminated against or held back simply because of things in their past or the color of their skin or their gender, and you know that in the United States of America, owning a small business is one of the greatest pathways to personal success and personal fulfillment and to uplift communities, then you would love to come on our platform and see the profiles and read the very personal stories of these people. And then you just set up a Kiva account. It's very simple. You go to kiva.org, click on Lend, set up an account. You link your PayPal because Mm -hmm. PayPal is also located in San Francisco. Kiva is PayPal's favorite charity and PayPal allows Kiva lenders and borrowers to use its system for free. So once a borrower fully funds, they'll send Kiva one payment a month with their PayPal. Then Kiva takes their payment and divides it pro rata by their lenders. So if you loan someone $25 and they have a three-year payout, which is the maximum that Kiva has, and say it was a $10,000 loan, you're going to get in your bank account 69 cents a month, your mm-hmm. account at Kiva. So they'll take 69 cents from that person's payment and put it in your account. And then when you see, you go in your Kiva account and see you've got $25 again, you can loan to someone else. But you can loan as much as you want. You can start at 25, you can loan them 1,000, loan them 500. And if they're from Washington or Benton County, the second you lend to them, it'll just blip. If you refresh the site, you'll see that that loan to them was doubled. That's great. Well, I'm glad that PayPal does that. In fact, the only reason I have a PayPal account uh-huh. is for Kiva. Well, thank you, James. So, yes, I know you are a Kiva lender and we appreciate your support. And I'm sure you could tell your uh, listeners how good it feels to see yourself just helping someone it's instantly. So it, yeah. it, it's really so easy. You just put money on the account, you lend it to somebody and it starts coming back. So I've done two loans so far, only put 25 bucks into each of them mm-hmm. and I've got $12 back in my account right now. There you now. go, awesome. Uh, so uh, we'll see that keep coming back and, and it's just easy. Yes. You know, 
and it seems like a small amount, but collectively, we can make a real impact on people's lives. And you're right. Uh, small businesses can be game-changing for a family. They could be generationally game-changing, oh, absolutely. if that's the right um, phrase. I have a borrower. His name is Carl, and um, he lives in Fayetteville. And he had had a very successful career in the restaurant business mm-hmm. and in marketing. He worked in restaurant business. He had a marketing company. And when COVID hit, both of those, the income went way down. And he was really struggling. And he had always worked in construction with his family, knew how to build stuff. And that's one thing everybody started fixing up their yards and wanting fences and fixing their houses up. And he needed just enough money to put a really good down payment and buy, or you got to have a good truck, right? Mm-hmm. He, he had a sedan. He didn't have a truck. He's like, I really think I can do something with this construction business. I've got all these people. So that was a simple example. He got a Kiva loan to give him enough money to get a down payment on a really good truck. And he now has an extremely successful, it's called Dunco, construction company in Fayetteville, employs several people, it's building fences and decks and remodeling houses. So sometimes just something that small to get people the one thing they need. You can't have a construction company if you don't have a truck. It's like a rule. You got to have a truck, right? So it can be really simple things like that. Yeah, Yeah. it's almost impossible. Look, my dad uh, has a landscaping lawn care business. And I remember growing up a couple of times when we didn't have the truck available. Yeah. And he's trying to operate it out of a sedan. sedan. We're putting lawnmowers in and out of the car. And the the whole back seat's full of, you know, lawn clippings. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... You know, this podcast is an avenue for all 12 of our listeners. Hopefully we have many more than that. We do. Um, uh, how else are you spreading the word about Kiva? How are people finding out about Kiva across Northwest Arkansas? You know, honestly, a lot of it is um, our Kiva borrowers themselves telling their friends and family and people they come into contact with. And then, of course, we have a Facebook page and we share out stories. Um, you can go to our website, um, the Kiva-NorthwestArkansas.org um, website, and it says Lend to Borrowers. And we have a live link and it clicks if someone's up on, we actually have one right now. A young man named Zare is on, Kiva. you can go to Kiva.org, Kiva US, and he has a vintage clothing company called Kick Vintage, and he's oh, cool. raising a loan right now. Um, and so we spread the word with that. And that's one of the requirements of Kiva for the borrowers is they have to have at least one social media channel. So it's spreading that mm-hmm. way. We've taken out commercials. Uh, KUAF Radio in Fayetteville has been a wonderful support uh, border. I tell people all the time, if you want to know who a Kiva lender is, if you listen to NPR, you're probably a Kiva lender. So people who are really interested in personal stories and uplifting people in the United States. So KUAF has done multiple stories and helped us out. Um, Arkansas Money and Politics has published many articles about our Kiva program and helped spread the word. Mayor Jordan in Fayetteville did a video clip for us. Um, Giovanni Sarmiento, who's the diversity director at the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce, did a video for us. So we've just had people from every walk and background who know that supporting people who have a great product or a great service, but just need a little help, just not a hand out, but a hand up to get that business off the ground. That That's how the word is spread. That's wonderful to hear. So we talked about Walton Family Foundation. You brought them up a couple of times. Um, I think you have some recent news about a recent additional round of funding. Is that yes. right? So the original grant that the Walton Family Foundation granted to the Startup Junkie Foundation was for three years. And of course, we had metrics and goals to meet. 
Then within that, we overlaid it with an extra emergency COVID fund. So the Walton okay. Family Foundation stepped in as soon as COVID hit, and we got extra money to fund an additional 28 borrowers with that special fund. And so then we went back and they said, the program's been so successful. We would like to fund you to have a full-time person who also speaks Spanish in addition to English. And so for now, the hub should be around for three more years to provide this support to people with me for a little bit longer and then with Claudia Scott, our new capital access manager. Wonderful. Okay, well, gosh, I'm, I'm so happy that Kiva's here and supporting these businesses and, and really helping be part of economic development uh, in that way. You create folks who can, as you said, go to banks and get loans mm-hmm. eventually. Uh, you help them build their credit. And so I'm really thrilled that you are here. You're one of the many important programs of businesses. Startup Junkie, of course, is too. And through your work, I know that you've a number of times sent folks to me and that uh, I think your role is send somebody to at least two other folks oh, who yeah, can help yeah. them. Yeah, and, and especially with Kiva, um, yeah. the Northwest Arkansas nonprofit E4All mm-hmm. has been a great uh, partner. We send folks to E4All once they've got their business launched to be in their accelerators and cohorts and to do their pitch contests. They send folks that have been through their cohort that are ready for a loan, that have proper documentation of their business being set up and a bank account to apply for a Kiva loan. And then Canopy NWA, mm-hmm. which is one of our most esteemed nonprofits that helps immigrants and refugees. They have an entrepreneurial program within Canopy mm-hmm. NWA to help our recent new neighbors that have come here to start small businesses. So we've had several Canopy NWA entrepreneurial program graduates apply for Kiva loans. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm on the advisory board for EFRAL. And so thank you so much. Yes. Um, that's th- I, I knew they were be, would be perfect businesses. Great program. Great program. Uh, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my wife was a refugee. And so Canopy is an organization that's uh, very close to our hearts. Yes. We, uh, we, 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 we need happy, healthy neighbors. And so when people come here fleeing the situations they've come from, they need a place to go immediately to know that we want them, that they're welcome and happy, healthy neighbors help grow our community. That is absolutely right. Just taking a look at my notes here. I moved a couple of things around while you were talking a moment ago. Let's pivot more to talking about Northwest Arkansas and of course, also specifically Bentonville. For small business leaders, why is this a great place to live, work, and play? Bentonville, Arkansas is built upon small business owners. If you go back in history and look at anything that's big, obviously Walmart, you know, and sometimes I think people really, really forget. I know the origin story. My grandpa tells me the origin story about Sam Walton coming to Siloam Springs first and trying to buy Jim Nichols five and dime. And Jim and Sam Walton were $2,500 apart from what my grandfather said. (laughs) And then Mr. Walton got back in his airplane, came on to Bentonville and everything changed. I mean, that's a true origin story. And people here know those origin stories that he actually came here and wanted to buy a Ben Franklin or a five and dime to start. And so that's a true origin story. And then Bentonville has always been a place where we forget a lot about our farmers. And so my father's mother's family all came here from Canada to start an apple orchard out by Siloam Springs. And so the history of farming and agriculture, that is small business. And that is huge for the Bentonville area and how the economy has grown there. And so 
everyone for years around in the very rural areas went to Bentonville to shop, to (laughs) eat, to exchange goods, to sell their farm goods. So Bentonville has always throughout its history been a hub of commerce and all of that is small business. And so it truly is, that's its history. And so if you want to come to a place that has at least a 150 year history of being a great birthplace, a great place to develop and grow a small business, this is it. Now that's some neat history. That's a level of history we have not gotten to on this show yet. So thank you so much. (laughs) That's cool. How does Northwest Arkansas help you and, and your family live your best lives? Well, you know, I just, to people are always like, you're just a Walton cheerleader. I'm like, (laughs) I love everything that the Waltons love. I mean, we have, I mean, I was at Crystal Bridges. I won't say exactly when. I like to keep people's private lives private, but I was physically sitting and having a coffee shop and Alice Walton walked by and I was able to walk up to her and say, Ms. Walton, and I had a family member with me who actually is friends with a friend of hers. And I said, I just want you to thank you for sharing your art collection with us. That's how my life is impacted. I get to go in my car 20 minutes away and see incredible works of art. I got to see an actual copy of the Constitution Mm -hmm. for free. And then I actually got to thank the person who brought that here. That's what Northwest Arkansas is. You can tell me all day and twice on Sunday, we got 500,000 people here. For me personally, it's at most two degrees of separation that I don't have some connection to someone or something. And then I love the outdoors. I grew up with, my dad had a Save the Buffalo River bumper sticker on our car in the 70s, all right? And so, unfortunately, we had to save Buffalo again. But the outdoors and and to have a family like the Walton family, I tell people all the time, can you imagine what an awful place this would be if the Waltons liked NASCAR? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, let's just think about it. They love the outdoors. They love art. They love education. I'm a former public school teacher. You know, anyone who appreciates and supports education and knows, you know, to me, the panacea of fixing every ill in the world is free quality education and daycare. Amen. I I mean, I just can't begin to tell you the level from drug abuse to unemployment to mental health to economic growth, if we have quality education and quality daycare for children, there is no limit to what our country can achieve if we take care of our children. And so to know that we have in Northwest Arkansas so many nonprofits supported by the Walton Family Foundation, so many initiatives that they have spawned to the Greenway. I used to ride the Green. I would start riding on the Greenway and running on it right about 2009. And I would like get to Springdale and have to stop. And sometimes I would go get in my car and then drive on up and get the new part at Rogers. And then it would change and then there'd be a new bridge. And so I just spent yesterday four and a half hours running on trails. I drove up to Rogers to run because I got bored in Fayetteville. And all of this, you know, those trails are actually built by the city of Rogers. Mm-hmm. But all of this is the initiative of, of the leadership that has come to us to support our natural resources and the art and the beauty of the United States that's there. So those, those are two big things. Just the beauty of the outdoors is so accessible and, and art improves lives. Absolutely. What are your favorite hotspots and things to do here in Bendeville and across Northwest Arkansas? Well, obviously, I'm just going to say over and over and over, Crystal Bridges, Crystal Bridges. And then now the momentary, 
And yep. I, I always want people to realize with the momentary, if you went to the momentary once, go back five months later, That's four right. months later, because it's all new. A Street Market is one of my favorite places. I have had, had the pleasure, I've had several clients, Rafael and Roman Rios. Mm-hmm. Um, Yios was, I've worked with them since I was at the Small Business Center when they had the food truck was only a couple of years old. Then I was blessed to be their banker for their first big loan to go into um, the A Street Market. Lauren Blanco at Markham and Fitz. I've known Lauren since 2014. There are, and then Sandy Suze was there, my other client, and Jessica at Sweet Freedom Creamery. So there's so many great Northwest Arkansas origin stories of businesses plus high quality food to eat. A Street Market, that's my go-to for Bentonville. Absolutely. Well, you just mentioned several people that I have not gotten on this uh, show yet. Yeah. I really want to get Raphael on. So I, yeah, he's not, he's a busy, get some help. busy gentleman, but Jessica at Sweet Freedom Creamery, you should talk to her. Okay. Her, you you would be shocked how interesting talking about cheeses is. Oh, so, I love cheese. Yes. It must be interesting to oh, talk about too. Her place is fabulous. It is really it fabulous. Really is. Yeah. I love that place. So a street market is basically behind our office. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I can't love it much more than it's I do. One I'm of sure. my favorite places. Martha, Northwest Arkansas has seen substantial change in the last, well, 20 years, especially Bentonville. Can you talk about the change you've seen in this place and even how it's affected you, uh, you know, for your sure. personal life. A real world example I give people is my third year of law school, the attorney I worked for, John Elrod with Elrod Law Firm out of Salem Springs. Some people who are not new will remember that name. So John Georgia, Danny Elrod had a law firm and we had a five-day trial at the Benton County Courthouse. <laughs> and this was in the uh, fall of 1992. Five-day trial. We had Judge Adams, rest in peace, one of the greatest judges in the history of Northwest Arkansas. And Judge Adams gave you a one-hour lunch. And one hour meant one hour, all right? So upside is traffic wasn't as bad as it is these days. You could actually, but we did not want to be late for court. You were not late for Judge Adams. On the Benton County Courthouse Square in downtown Bentonville, in the fall of 1992, there was one place to go eat lunch, the station. Mm -hmm. That's it. I've heard about it. One place. There was nowhere else. Half the buildings were boarded up and empty, had paper in the windows. There was one place to go eat every day. And we had to eat there every day for five days. And you can tell, I still remember, the station was a great place, but not every day for five days. So I tell that for people to see from 1992 till about, I would say the square was completely full and overflowing five years ago with restaurants. I mean, how amazing. Um, I worked with the gentleman that has Peddler's Pub. Mm. Um, and back in 2014, we were helping him with his business plan at the Small Business Center at the U of A. And he was his big thing was wanting to have outdoor dining and a patio. And we yes. had serious discussions how people in Arkansas don't sit outside and eat yet. And would they come? And would they come to Peddler's Pub and be willing to sit outside and eat. That was an actual conversation we had with him in 2014. So that's some a little bit of example for you of how much things have changed very quickly in recent years around the downtown Bentonville area. Well, well, I don't know a time because I've been here for two years yeah. when there weren't yeah. restaurants on every corner in the restaurants square and around it. And- Listen, when I was growing up in Salem Springs, the only reason you came to Bentonville to eat <laughs> was to go to Fred's Hickory Inn. And my grandparents love Fred's Hickory Inn. And Fred's Hickory Inn is still a great restaurant. It's a great place. 
Um, but that was it. That was the only place you intentionally came to Bentonville to eat. Uh, it's pretty interesting hearing that story about Peddler's Pub because every yeah. time I go there, it l- looks like the patio perhaps fills up before the inside fills yeah. up. Yeah. And, you know, Kevin, the, the founder of that, I mean, he was a, a public school teacher. He built that oven himself by wow. hand. I mean, that's a true, you know, out of the ground startup entrepreneur uh, success story in itself. Had never owned a restaurant before that was, like I said, public school educator. So great story. And a cyclist, of course, and, and saw the vision of commerce due to the Greenway. Cool. Well, we must be running up close to time. So very quickly, what do you see? What do you see this place going in the next five years? I see it continuing to become more interesting and more diverse in its cuisine. I tell you personally, as a business consultant, when people pitch an idea to me for a business in Bentonville, I never say ever, oh, I'm not sure if that might go in Bentonville. I think anything today can go in Bentonville. And even if there's already two or three of those, Mm -hmm. what's your niche? What's your specialty? Because people in Bentonville are representative now, in my opinion, of the whole world. And so if you're good at what you do, if you're passionate at what you do, I don't think there's a cap. And I know there are housing issues and I know there are traffic issues, but New York City's had those problems for about 70 years and it's still there Doing just and fine. it's still growing. We will figure it out. Um, and I don't think anyone should hesitate moving to Bentonville or starting a business here because it's gotten so big. We'll figure it out and we're going to help you and we're going to support you with the ecosystem we have here. And there, there is no limit to quality, passionate entrepreneurs and their dreams. There is no limit here. You bet. All right. I would love to hear what I call a hashtag because Bentonville story. That's a story about, well, you told one a moment ago, but you get to tell another one. Okay. A moment in time that, or a story that could really only happen here or describes the essence of this place. While you're thinking about them, I'll tell you that uh, the first time, I didn't talk to her at the time, but the first time I encountered Alice Walton after I moved here, I accidentally broke a line in front of her at Onyx. And you know what? The cool parts about that story are, one, she didn't care. And two, she was standing in line for her own coffee. Does she really have to do that? That's right. I think it's amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. Only in Bentonville. Well, you kind of got me. I got my other two. Oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to You've told be able to... several. Yeah, I think I, I think um, you're off the hook unless you think of one in a minute. All right, thanks. <laughs> Let me know if you do. Okay, a super important question. If somebody wants to find Kiva Northwest Arkansas, how do they do it? The easiest thing, honestly, we have great SEO because the words are so different. Type in Kiva and Northwest Arkansas and our website will pop right up. Another really easy way is to go to startupjunkie.org and click on programs and there's a direct link. And then you just scroll down and you'll see my picture, Claudia's picture, our cell phone numbers, our emails for work, and just reach out to us and ask for more information about how do I become a lender? How do I join the Northwest Arkansas lending team? I think I might want to get a Kiva loan. What all steps do I need? And we'll send you a specific to-do list for you. I have some basic documents to gather. Write your three-story paragraphs. We'll even come out and take your Kiva photo for you to, to post on the website. Cool. Okay, real quick. Uh, what's uh, one? What's your number one piece of advice you'd give to somebody 
struggling with their small business or just trying to figure out something in their small business? Talk to people who have actually owned a small business in Northwest Arkansas recently. Ask them who helped you. Who was your accountant? Did you, who are some resources? Hopefully they'll name Startup Junkie or the ASBTDC at the U of A or e for all or one of these great support organizations. Talk to as many people as you can who have actually done and have a successful small business. Uncle Bob, who had a mechanic garage 20 years ago, yeehaw. But Uncle Bob may have just got lucky and never got audited. And that's why he didn't set up good books. You know, Aunt Sheena, yep, she had a great hair salon for years. But maybe she got lucky by never setting up an LLC and getting insurance because what if she had hurt someone or dropped a curling iron in someone's eyeball is a famous story. I tell people, you know, it happened in my hometown and a woman went in bankruptcy because she, you know. So small business is not difficult to operate and run, but there are steps and there are basic foundations that you need to follow and do correctly and have a sales tax permit and pay taxes. And we have so many free and low-cost resources to help you with that. So you don't have to worry about those basics. You don't have to be in a panic when March 15th comes around for that business tax return. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be in a panic if you get audited. You know you've done everything right because then you can blossom and think of great marketing campaigns and new products and new services to add once you've built that really good base. And we have an incredible, uh, we have resource lists at Startup Junkie of marketing companies, business insurance, attorneys, accountants, build-out contractors, people who we know have helped the, you know, seven to 800 small business owners that we meet with every year at Startup Junkie Foundation. Wonderful. Okay, I've got two questions left for you. I always like to throw in a Pretty random question. So here's yours. Would you rather fight a duck size, uh, sorry, a horse sized duck or a hundred duck sized horses? And why? I'd rather fight a hundred duck sized horses because I think I got a good chance of running away from them. Because I don't like to fight and I don't know how to fight. So I want the one that I could probably get away from the fastest. <laughs> I like it. There's something about a duck-sized horse that just That's seems... That's a little I'm scary. Serious. And I'm, I'm a bird watcher and I'm a bird a, uh, person. And I got news for you. Birds can be mean and they can kill you, especially one the size of a horse. That, yes. that just petrifies me. <laughs> yes. A horse-sized duck sounds terrifying. Last question. What's something I should have asked you but did not ask? Too awkward silence. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of something. You covered everything so well. I've actually got notes in my hands to um, to think of something, but I think you, you covered I'm so sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate it. You you told some really great stories in a way that nobody has done on this show so oh, far. And so I love hearing some of that sort of root history. Yeah. about this place. So thank you so much for everything that you do for small businesses, what Kiva Hub does in helping folks really hopefully change their families and their lives. So thank and you so much. And inspire their communities. Yep. Small Absolutely. business owners, especially small business owners of color, small business owners who have overcome great personal difficulty are great role models and they really inspire others in their communities. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. And thank you to our Bentonville Beacon audience. Without you, the show would not be possible. 
So keep coming back to hear more about Bentonville in Northwest Arkansas, this place where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Visit BentonvilleBeacon.com to see all of our episodes or check out your favorite podcast player. Hit subscribe as well. Thanks. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon podcast. We hope to see you next week.